Today on The Breakdown, there's some poker tournaments that are just humongous. You know, thousands of people play. And you can go really deep and still only make a somewhat reasonable amount of money, at least compared to what the top spots pay, you know, because their top spots are millions. And in this case, what we're going to talk about right now, which is the 2019 EPT Barcelona event, which was a 5,300 euro buy-in, had 2,000 players. First place was a mind-numbing 1.659 million euro. We're going to talk about a spot where there's 15 players left. The money has not gotten totally crazy yet. And it's just one of those, what do you do spots, at least for one of the players. Maybe the other one is a little more straightforward. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. did a semi-pause. I also kind of just lied in that opening. I was very aware of it as I did it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, you lied? I lied. Because there's 1,988 players, not 2,000? No, that was just misinforming. That's different. I can misinform and not be lying. No, I absolutely lied. When I said, like, one player's like, in a, what do you even do here spot? I don't think that's really true. I think I mischaracterized that spot just to, for the sake of brevity and a cool openings, you know? Because I'm all about the cool openings. You are, but that one wasn't as cool. I was just about to say, you haven't critiqued the openings in a while, and there we are. There it is. It's, we're well, back. I mean, I feel like every time I critique the openings, a little piece of you dies, and it's like there's, there's not much left. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I came over to, to Poker Guys HQ today to do this thing. Jonathan yeah. is dressed head to toe in sweats. <laughs> I'm a true. little bit concerned. It's true. I am dressed in a sweatshirt and a sweat, sweatpants. They're Nike sweatpants. Does that help? It looks like he just wants to watch friends and eat ice cream all day. Oh God, that sounds good. Except for <laughs> friends. Can we replace it with one of the other shows? That's what's, fine. What's a good analogy for that? Um, for me, it's the office, but sure. Seinfeld is reasonable as well. You know, those are like the big three, I think for people. As far as like Frazier. How about Frasier? Does anyone watch Frasier? Well, Seinfeld and, and Friends are the same era with Frasier, yeah. and The Office is like an era later. Yeah, it's true. But you know, the, the comedies you can just pretty much watch in any order. It's, I mean, there is a through storyline with some of them, but it doesn't really matter. And yeah. you can watch them over and over again. I don't know. I've never really watched Friends. Well, maybe you should get some ice cream and watch Friends all day. How about pizza? Can I get oh, pizza? pizza and ice cream. That's how I do it when I'm sad. I eat pizza, ice cream, watch TV, and it's great. I mean, it's not great, but it, it numbs the pain a little, and that's enough. Speaking of numbing the pain, Jonathan and I were recently in a poker tournament together, and we ended up at mm. the same table somewhat deep in the tournament. I mean, right on the money bubble, yeah. in fact. I was, I was on your immediate left, was I not? Uh, Did someone some, come sometimes there were people between us, yeah. but often that seat was unoccupied. Yeah. Which is, you know, uncomfortable spot, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how it was noted at the table that Jonathan is often humming while oh, he's yeah. at the poker table, and me and another guy... We're trying to determine whether it was sadness or happiness <laughs> when Jonathan was humming. Was he trying to pep himself up to happy or was he already happy and just feeling like singing? Yeah. So I don't remember who decided what. I mean, I can tell you the truth. I can tell you what was happening there because I was inside my head. But what did you land on? Well, the one piece of anecdotal evidence I had was you were not humming. You opened the guy on your left three bet you, you folded, you started humming, hmm. which means it's sadness and you're trying to make yourself happy. <laughs> Actually, no. No, that humming was just straight up like feeling good and enjoying music and that's all. You didn't have music in your ears or anything. There was no music. Right, but they were playing music. Oh, like very, very faintly. Yeah, and that's what I was humming to sometimes or just my own music. Yeah. No, there was nothing else going on there. 
Getting three bet. I think I had a bad hand and he three bet me. It was like no big deal. If I, I think I even remember the pay. I just pushed the chips over before I folded into a stack because yeah. it was like, it was like no. And also I was deep. It didn't matter. It was fine. You were I, wasn't, sad. I was not sad you about that. You were deeply sad. I was sad about other things, <laughs> but not that. And no, no, the humming was just happy. Happy humming. Well, I haven't heard any humming today and he's wearing all sweats people. So send in your tweet suggestions of how, how we can keep Jonathan around. <laughs> Maybe if everyone liked English muffins a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that you are kind of diehard about and you won't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, not completely untrue. Hey, since this is the beginning before we start everything, I thought I would veer off course a okay, little more. Okay, let's find whatever. So you know how uh, a few episodes ago on this podcast, I was reading... Uh, Mean reviews. <laughs> yeah. So I look to try and find more, and I don't know what's going on. There are most of the reviews are actually really good for us, as they should be. It's kind of annoying um, for what I was trying to do. Why but do you keep trying to incentivize people to write bad reviews? Yeah, you guys should write more bad reviews. I mean, don't because it's bad for us. If you're us. gonna write a bad review, make yeah. it a five star review and yes. write it bad ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what you have. The to stars do. actually matter, Jonathan. It does. No, it actually really matters. It hurts us badly. So actually, don't just do it. But I am gonna read this other review, which is a good review. Okay. But because I thought it was it was kind of funny, and it was it came out very recently. This is a, on iTunes. Yes, right? or on iTunes. Apple Apple Podcasts. Correct. Yeah. Um, this person is Noob Slayer 69 Noob from Slayer. Endgame. That's awesome. Noob Slayer 69 from Endgame. Listen for years and I'm finally breaking down and writing a review to counteract some dork bots that apparently want to listen to Walter Cronkite do poker strategy. <laughs> These guys are hilarious. And the poker strategy is dot, 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 poker strategy. I can't tell if he's putting his down right there. What do you want? Shut up with the passive-aggressive 2019 Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. So good job. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So if you just write a funny review, I'll read it because I like funny. I think what he meant with the poker strategy thing is like poker strategy is dry. Right, yes. Yeah, and like you need to add a little sauce to it, and that's what we right. do. He's not saying it's bad. I, I don't think he is either. Yeah. No, he gave us a five-star review. And he wrote, and the name of it was Hilarious. Well, that's a smart guy. That should be the name of our, of our new podcast, Hilarious. Hilarious. And it's about, you know, working at the Peace Corps in Darfur. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> the- well, you got to find the, the funny moments, you know, to keep you going. It's like life is beautiful. It is like that. You know, he dies at the end. <laughs> so let's make you that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be some <laughs> other character that doesn't die. All right. Anyway. So this hand that we're going to talk about occurs with 15 remaining in the EPT Barcelona main event. The current payout is 81,000 euro. And you heard Jonathan talk about how first place is like 1.7 million euro. Yeah, it's a lot. So there's a ton of money to be won. Everybody's pretty happy in a $5,300 buy-in to have locked up 81K, of course. It's true. It's significant. But, you know, this is a big spot. This is the biggest spot of a lot of these players' careers. Not so for the button in the hand, Martin Zusor, who has had many final tables of relatively big events. Never closed the deal. Never got first before. Mm. But he's gotten a lot of second, thirds, fourths, and pretty big stuff, right? That is true. Um, he's very impressive resume, ultimately. Uh, his opponent, however, is kind of the polar opposite. Yuni Lu? Yes. So coming into this event, his biggest cash, at least according to uh, Poker News, this is not Hendon, but still, this is going to be all the major stuff, is... 3,800 euro. Wow. And on six caches. Now, I'm sure he's done some other stuff, but like he has not done anything major at all. And here he is with 15 left. And like with real, this is by far his biggest cash as far as we can tell, and real big money to play for still. 
So it's got to be pretty scary and exciting. Well, some things that he does in his hand tell me that he might actually be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And also, he is not scared. Yeah. So that's not usually how a player with that type of results profiles, but it seems to be the truth for Lou. Agree. Uh, this hand, by the way, was suggested by Nako Ball on Twitter. Good job, Nako. It's been a little while. Where you been, Nako? Well, this is one of many suggestions from Nako Ball. It came in a suggestion yes. storm. Do you think... Um, oh, really? Yeah. Do you think Nako Ball like, has a nickname and it's Snacko Ball? I think for sure people call him Nacko <laughs> They Ball have back. to call him Snacko, right? If Nako Ball is this person's actual name, that could just be a Twitter, uh, Twitter yeah. name. Don't know. Also, yeah, that's fair. But I mean... I think they should call him Snacko. I'm going to start calling someone Snacko because that's an amazing name, period. Who do you know who snacks the most? Probably Wonka off yep. the top of my head. That, Is that who you're thinking? going for. <laughs> he's already got a nickname. Yeah, but that's while he's playing poker. Maybe while he's watching football, he's Snacko. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds a little bit like um, the Sacco trophy from, uh, from the league, which yeah. is kind of great. The Snacko. I don't know. There's something there. Moving on. <laughs> We've got to workshop it a little bit more. We'll, we'll come back with a cleaner product, we promise. Yeah. Anyway, Nako suggested this on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. When you suggest, make sure you include a YouTube link and a timestamp. There are times when there won't be a YouTube link, like uh, Poker Go Hands. You can suggest those as well. But keep in mind, those will only be Monday podcasts where there's no video associated with them. Yeah. I think I want to just clean something up, too. We often say we are the Poker Guys on Twitter. We are, in fact, not. We are actually at Two Poker Guys. And yes. I know you can look us up if you search, but we should probably say the actual okay, correct Twitter handle when we do this. Number two Poker Guys. Yeah. But if you just type the Poker Guys Twitter into Google, it'll take you right there. Of course it will. Yeah. It's how the internet works. It's pretty good. I know. Pretty it's good. nice these days. You don't remember in the. When, I don't, when you probably domains. don't remember the old days when you had to like write down the names of like yeah when the domains actually mattered yeah people bought up a bunch of domains and made a ton of money by selling them hundreds of thousands of dollars it was very upsetting to have missed out on that anyway I mean there's a lot of money making opportunities that you missed out on over history but that one was like something I could have done at the time you know what I mean I didn't know about it so I couldn't have but like it wasn't that hard to figure out necessarily. You yeah, know? you could have bought like 700 Bitcoin for a dollar in 2009. You didn't do that either. No, I didn't know about it at the time. Yeah. Though. Like I wasn't aware of it. Anyway, I wish I had though. That would have been good. Yeah. 10,000 Bitcoin for a pizza. Yep. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> That's $100 million. It's pretty good. It's pretty good pizza. It's like the $700,000 bagel. I hope there was some freaking toppings on that. I like mushrooms. Anyway, let's get to it. Okay, so with these 15 left, Martin Suzor is on the button. Yep. It is 120K big blind. Suzor has 3.5 million, so 30 big blinds. Okay. He's got queen deuce of hearts. It's going to open to 250K. Do you think he's too shallow to do this? No. Or do you think it's okay? I think it's fine. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's okay, too. Unless he has, like, constant aggress- aggression from the players. On sure. If people are pushing back, he should not open this hand, right? He yeah. needs to open hands that have blockers that he can either, that he's going to four bet sometimes and in, in real hands. Yeah. But if they're not pushing back and you know, this guy Lou is probably in the big blind, big blind. Yeah. Right. That's a pretty good guy to pick on. If you know, his Hendon, if you know, he doesn't have a lot of stuff. I mean, like but this, if you've just been playing with him, I would guess yeah, you maybe you know that. he's not the guy to That's pick right. on. And you'll see why I'm saying yeah. that this, this is just a very standard open. I think in this spot with 30 blinds when it folds to you on the button. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Cool. I think so too. It just always sucks to open the button with 30 blinds at a huge high leverage moment where you're just like, it really looks like what it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it has yeah. to be, you know what it is, what it looks like. Yeah. And the times when you actually have it, you get to, you know, 
win a big pot because they're like, that's the guy who doesn't have to have it. Yeah. That's part of it. You have to earn that doesn't have to have it, though, by playing hands that Right. And in most spots, especially late in tournaments, people are overfolding. So, of course, it's profitable. Of course. Whatever. You, you get to play in position. It's fine. Not much to say. Yun Yi Lu is in the big blind. The small blind folds. And Lu has 4.7 million. So he's got 40 blinds. Okay. And he has jack nine off. Jack of spades, nine of hearts, decides to make the call. That seems super standard to me. Yep. The pot is 680,000 heading to the flop. But before the flop... Really? What do you mean, really? We're already doing the ad? It's too soon. We just started this show. Let the... got to draw him in a little bit more. It's 12 get minutes him, in. Get him committed to the show a little bit more. They're gonna, they might turn it off. Wait a little longer. And then strike like a cobra. If you want to strike like a cobra... <laughs> Get Cobra Strike. <laughs> or just buy a Cobra and, and emulate them. Yeah. You can just see Cobra videos on YouTube that way. You works. guys thought this was going to be an ad for nitrogen. It but turned around. This is an ad for Cobras. I have 144 <laughs> Cobras in my basement, and I'm trying to sell them. <laughs> and uh, How much guess is what? It? I'll give you a good price. What is a good price for a Cobra these days? It depends on what country you're in. I have to skirt some laws. Yeah, because um, you're in the United States. Yeah, if you're in Tasmania, yeah. it's an excellent price. Excellent price for any Tasmanians. Which is how much? $700. Okay. That's a good price for a Cobra. But in the an United States? An elderly Cobra. It's an elderly Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Cobras are elderly. So they're, they're, they can't mate or anything like that. How long are they going to live? I mean, it varies. Some of them have various forms of cancer. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, There's Cobra cancer? This is kind of like a hospice situation. Is, <laughs> is there snake cancer or just Cobras get cancer, by the way? I don't know. I mean, like... It's, I mean, you're, is, not a, you're not a snake. Cobra doctor. cancer is, by definition, snake cancer. Well, of course, but is snake cancer, by definition, cobra cancer? I think not. I think you're correct on that. <laughs> I'll have to consult a medical professional next right. time. Next time I talk to my guy. I'm saying, uh, can an anaconda get cancer or can only cobras get cancer? That's the heart of my an question. An anaconda can get anaconda cancer. Can it, I don't is know. It's <laughs> anacancer? Is it called anacancer? Yes. That's good. Anyway, so many of these cobras are infirmed, <laughs> but they are all very cuddly. How do they do with the whole movement thing? Do they need? Does a cobra ever have a cane, and how would it use it? No, a cobra does not have a cane, and that's a stupid question. <laughs> are they dangerous? Yes. <laughs> are they venomous? Oh, yeah. So when you're cuddling with them, how do you make sure they don't kill you? There is no making sure of that. Okay, so it's part of it's the... It's really like, about who dies first. You were the cobra. <laughs> <laughs> when they're this old, though, you got a shot. Now, are they, when they're this old, do they still have, like... Is the venom definitely going to kill you? I think it's very likely to. Yeah. If you weigh more than 250 pounds, you have a, a chance. So maybe if you order one of these things, start eating right away. You Good. Know, get get past that threshold. Seven hundred dollars feels like a steal I mean, for an elderly cobra. Okay, to be clear, that's cherry picking. That's just Tasmania. If oh, you're, if you're, each country is a different price. It depends on the regulations. And you each, made it. You made it sound right, like so each Tasmania, price is the same. It's completely legal for me to do, and they actually encourage cobra imports, so I get a bit of a subsidy. <laughs> that's why it's so cheap there. That's <laughs> okay. the best situation there is. Oh, okay, we're talking about Yukon Territory, Canada. Yeah, opposite everything. Those guys are assholes about cobra importing. It's so weird. It's completely illegal. I have to go through a black market guy. It's twelve thousand dollars. Wow, in Yukon Territory. You would think and that's be... for my oldest cobra. <laughs> You would, <laughs> you would really think that someone in Tasmania would smarten up buy a bunch of your Cobras and just sell them like crazy in bulk and to you the know Yukon what? Territory. I welcome that because I'm kind of emotionally done with this business yeah. as much as I am wanting to like reap the rewards of all of my work of, of buying these Cobras as babies, aging them to an infirmed <laughs> elderly age, That's and then a key selling part of them. <laughs> but I'm done, man. It's wow. emotionally over. Wow. So when you were first starting, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <You> know what? Starting... 
All right. So anyway, okay. anyway, if you, want, if, you want, if you want more, if you want more information, email me <laughs> at uh, grant at cobras.com. Oh, wow. You got cobras.com. Funny enough, it was really cheap. Yeah. Because of the domain name thing. It's yeah. over. All right. Let's get to the flop. Okay. Woo. Fake ads. That, that was ad number one. Okay. <laughs> for the podcast. All right. So we have Martin Suzor with Queen Deuce of Hearts on the button having yeah. opened 30 blinds and uh, Yunyi Lu calling Jack Nine off in the big blind. The pot is 680K heading to the flop. Ace of hearts, 10 of hearts, 7 of diamonds. So nice good, flop. Good flop for Suzer. Yep. Lou flops a gut shot. Yep. Lou checks. Mm-hmm. As Suzer, are you ever checking back here? It doesn't make any sense all the check back. We should bet small. It's good for our range. We actually also have equity. It's amazing. Feels like a very clear bet. I bet tiny. Yep. 175 into 680. Cool. Seems right. Yep. This is why I was saying that Lou is not your typical scared guy without results and that maybe he knows what he's doing a little bit. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But he does decide to check raise yeah. to the original size of the pot, 680K. Right on. So a gut shot is definitely a cool hand to check raise. He also has the nine of hearts to block flush draws and maybe rep flushes if they come in. Right. At the same point, this is not his board, right. as you're talking about. Against a 30-blind stack... A lot of aces are going to be three bets for him pre-flop. That's fair. That's a really fair point. But he definitely has some aces. The problem is he's not check-raising no. single aces anyway, right? Like his, the, the problem for, that I have with this check-raise is on this board, his current value is like maybe a set of sevens. Ace-ten, ace-seven. And ten-seven suited. That's it. And maybe probably off-suit, too. Eight-nine of hearts. But that's not value. No, Current right. value. Okay, it's not value, but it is... It's okay, monster, that's fair. No, it's, it's still a stomach bluff. You're right. right. What I'm saying is just based on the range situation he is at a range disadvantage for current value yeah and maybe that makes it not a good time to check raise a gut shot Mm -hmm. i don't think you should fold the gut shot here i think that there's a lot of opportunity in this hand when this board comes and suzer really doesn't have to have anything c betting this board i mean you can just call and rep a single pair of aces right and then make a play later yeah it's totally reasonable exactly but maybe Lou's thinking in a more practical way, like, well, Suzer does have a lot of fluff in his range here for sure. Yeah. It's not such a bad idea just to take it down now. I mean, when we're talking about, like, who's the, who this board is better than, it is better for Suzer, but not by a lot because he is so crazy wide on the button, right? Like, Sure, he is, but he just has more of the top-end value. Of course, right, because he has ace-king and... Yeah. and Ace-ace. And, right, sure. 10-10. Yeah. He has those things, and, and his opponent does not. Yeah. Lou. Lou may not have ace-10. I don't know if he's right. three-betting that or not. I don't know either. Yeah. Both are reasonable choices, right. honestly. But he might. At least he could have ace-10. Anyway, I don't hate the check-raise, but I think I agree with you that I think it's probably better on this board not to be check-raising here. But maybe he also thinks, like, every time this dude doesn't have an ace, he's just going to fold, and it's kind of great. It's a fairly binary spot, and if he calls, I don't have to continue if I don't want to. Maybe if I pick up equity, I could, but, but most likely I can just stop because he's called and that's not good, you know? Yeah, it's possible. I mean... He sized it up enough that he isn't going to get just called by, like, you know, king-queen or something like that. Maybe king-queen with the king of hearts might be. Maybe, maybe. Because they can jam a lot of turns. Any heart comes in the turn, yeah. they can jam. Assuming that his opponent doesn't actually have a flush. Right, but you blocked enough flush. Of course. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a good hand if you're going to float with something. Yeah, it is. Yeah. King, queen, or king, jack with the king of hearts are mm-hmm. both really good candidates for that. Um, but anyway, Lou decides to turn this into a raise, and it's possible that this is winning more chips in this moment in this tournament than check calling and trying to make a move or improve yeah. down the line. Yeah. It's possible, but from a more uh, theoretical perspective, it seems like check calling is better because of the range advantage that Suzer right. has. We kind of would want the board to be more like... 10, 9, 6, or something like right, that. It right. feels like a better check-raise spot. And though we wouldn't check-raise this yeah. hand with that. But, but to have 
but that's like a board that 10, looks 7, 4. Right. There's just a lot of boards that make more sense as good for us. Yeah. So Suzor has a choice here on the 680K raise. He could decide, like, okay, Lou doesn't have that much current value, and I do have the queen high flush draw. Maybe I could three bet here. I mean, you definitely have the nuts advantage for sure. Yeah. At the same point, you just got check raised. The guy only started the hand with 30 blinds. He started, Suzor started okay. the hand with 30 oh, okay. blinds. Okay, that's a little different. I mean, all the value is insta calling, right? Yes, but it's. We block not, hearts. There's not that much value. But we block the hearts, that's true. too. It's not, it doesn't feel like a good time to, like, to shove, unless, you know, if we're up against Tom Dwan, we can shove. Sure. You know, I mean, Victor Blanc. That's a good point. Those are good points. It just would suck to have to fold the turn to certain sizings. You know, and like getting called isn't the end of the world here. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We yeah. do only have 30 blinds to start the hand. And if we know this guy has moves at all, like which we can see as the viewer that he does, I don't know if Suzer is aware of that yet. Right. If we know this guy has moves at all, maybe it makes sense to effectively shove here. Yeah, agreed. If, he's, if we see him attacking a lot of boards and stuff like yeah. that, he's got a lot of post-flop raises, suddenly his value, his range is not very full of value that can call. Right. And then we can attack much more. And when we get called once in a while, we win anyway. You know, a third of the time we win anyway is pretty good, assuming we're not up against the king high flush draw, which would be bad. That would be bad. We can just hit a queen anyway. Who cares? It's fine. Hit a deuce, whatever. Well, that's what Suzor does. He hits a queen after he calls. Oh, so he calls? Yeah. Just sort of jumped right over that, I huh? Mean, Buried the lead a little bit there, bro. He calls. Okay. It seems fine. Yeah. So he calls and he hits a queen. But before he hits a queen, he hits on people... With his charm and the fact that he's got an account at Nitrogen Sports Poker. <laughs> so he's like really suave and cool. And he's like, so have you heard about my account on Nitrogen Sports <laughs> Poker Room and how I signed up for it through the Poker Guys link that they put in the description of all of their podcasts? Might I say your eyes are looking particularly blue tonight, almost as blue as the Chargers when they covered last week on my Nitrogen Sports account. <laughs> yes. Because that's something you can do on nitrogen. You can you can bet sports, not just football. Tons of sports, like sports I haven't even heard of, are available to bet on nitrogen. Right, they have like a lot. Crustal ball, <laughs> like crustal ball. Yeah, you that's actually heard- false advertising. I don't think there's a sport called crustal ball. I mean, are there really sports you haven't heard of? Probably not. I don't know who's lying now. Everyone. <laughs> We're all lying anyway, to ourselves every, back- every time we walk through a day and we say, "Yeah, this is a society." It's good. But that's it's a whole deep. other tangent. It's really deep. Whole other tangent. Okay. Anyway, on Nitrogen Sports Poker, there is a poker room. Obviously, I just said the poker part. And that's why you got to use the link in the description because we have a monthly tournament. It's only for people who use that particular link. You can't just sign up for Nitrogen, for nitrogen from anywhere because then you won't be able to see this tournament even in the tournament lobby. But our monthly tournament is incredible. Nitrogen, for some reason, guarantees a 1,000 buy-ins. We've never gotten more than about 100 players. It's a good deal. We've talked about it a lot. He's all like, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> Check out my Nitro Sports account also. <laughs> it's a super smooth, dude. Yeah. He takes out the phone. He's like, you see how I can bet on all these different sports? It's yeah. crustal ball. <laughs> crustal ball. I bet, I bet 700 euro on the Cobras to win the crustal ball championship. <laughs> The elderly cobras. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're such. That's why there's you know legal in Tasmania anyway. Of course, it's because you know they use them in crustal ball. They just go through them because they're you know they die really quickly after that. It's a violent. It's a contact sport. Let me just say that cobras are violent too. I mean, it's been pretty tough to have 144 cobras <laughs> in my basement for the last 19 years. 
Okay. Just as you've been aging them? Yeah. <laughs> now, do you go down? Were you going down the whole time or did you just recently start going down and cuddling? Um, I don't cuddle them. No. Oh. I, <laughs> I find children. So far, I love this. And uh, they're their parents aren't around. Yeah. And I feel like that's free license to just introduce them to some cobras. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the bite rate? For these children, how often do they? After I close the door, I don't look, so I I don't know. But I mean, but no children have come back. I mean, so I don't know if it's from biting or if they went out the door that's down there. There's a door left. Yeah, could the cobras not have escaped? The door is like you have to have human hands and like opposable thumbs to open the door. Right, but once the kid opens the door to leave, could a cobra not go out? I only, I'm not gonna say kidnap. I only (laughs) entertain. Yeah, uh, the the more thoughtful children who are going to close the door behind them <laughs> after I put them in the Cobra basement. <laughs> okay, this... It's already took a dark turn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nitrogen As, Sports uses, like, the description, yeah, yeah, yeah. free tournament, and none other, of that stuff. other stuff. is associated with Nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nitro. <laughs> Somehow Grant turned this into child kidnapping, but... And whatever. I mean, it's just... Cobras. It's just... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be... You, they can leave anytime they want, apparently. Cobras. Anyway, let's... We may have to cut some of that. No, I don't know. It got I a little dark. totally fair. It got a little dark. All right. Okay. Back to the hand, the turn. We just called as Suzor with our queen deuce yeah. of hearts on this two heart board. Queen of diamonds on the turn. Hello. It's queen time. Queenie. <laughs> King of queens, Kevin James. Nice. Kevin James on the turn. Ladies. That's what I'm going to start saying anytime I'm playing live poker and a queen comes I'm like, oh, Kevin James on the river. That'll be kind of good, right? Yeah, people are going to love that. Thanks. I'm going to sure. do that in poker time. All right. So queen cool. of diamonds. Does not complete the flush. It does give Lou an open ender with his Jack Nine. Right. So he does pick up equity. Yeah. Which is cool. And so this is a good card for both players, clearly. Right. Suzor feels like, oh, maybe I can win against some of the random bluffs that were King High before. Like if, if he has Jack Nine, he's gonna have King Jack and hands like that as well. Oh, King Jack is bad. That's a straight. Sure. That's so real bad. Never mind about the King Jack thing. Yeah. Uh so not really many King High bluffs that Suzor is beating now, except for hearts, which I mean, here's the problem from Lou's point of view is now that you've been called and a queen's come off, what are we... I guess we're hoping the guy has hearts and we can get him to fold hearts, right? That's all that's... Like, what are we going to try and bluff off? Maybe the guy could have, like, 10-9 and we can get him to fold. There's not many things we could... If we are going to bluff here... Like, normally you, you pick up equity, you'd want to continue. Yeah. But I'm a little concerned about what's actually going to fold on the turn. I guess... If Suzor has a weak ace, he might consider folding. Hmm. With nothing else. But like Jack 10, he's got a gutter. He's got the 10. He's got position. Is he really going to fold? I guess it depends I, how we size it. Yeah, I don't really know. It's, this, this is like a good card for us, but I think we would have preferred, you know, just to make the straight. Yeah, how about just an eight? <laughs> just an eight would have been better. make the nuts. Yeah. Anyway. I, I would usually prefer that in most poker hands that I yeah. play. Well, Lou is going to continue. I think okay. he feels like he's a little bit too deep into this thing to not continue when he picks up equity and like, sure. you know, sometimes the guy just throws I mean, a hand away and you feel great. You could also, as a way to continue, you could check and then check raise all in. That might be a nice way to continue here. That's interesting. I kind of like that better than... Do we expect Suzer to fold if we check raise all in if he has an ace? Say he has like ace, an ace with no additional equity, like ace eight. It's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong play. I mean... He's probably not going to bet. The problem is he's not going to bet an ace if we check most of the time, right? He's probably going to check it back. Yeah. Because he's like relatively short. So he's probably either, if he bets, he's probably going with all his value and, and folding all his bluffs. Yeah. So this hand that he has, like I would expect him to check back, you know, because he has a pair now with queens. Yeah, I think so. So maybe this isn't a great plan. 
I don't know. If he's going to bet his bluffs and then going to fold, that's cool. But he shouldn't have that many bluffs anyway. Just hearts, right? Hard to yeah. come up with too much else. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Lou's going to bet. Okay. How does he size it? 800K into 2 million, basically. Huh. So the turn raise was to 600 something. Now this is 800. Yeah. But he's also trying to set up a jam on the river if he wants to, right? Right. That's what he's really doing. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think he, I would feel pretty obligated to bet here. He's pretty sure he's going to get called when he bets 800, though, right? Like, kind of think you almost never get a fold after they call six something on the flop to call 800 on the turn. If they have 910 off, I guess they can fold, but like almost everything else has to call that's already called. I don't know. Jack 10 might fold. Maybe. Jack 10 also blocks the nuts. Might do something else. Might do something else. I don't know. What is Lou repping here at this point? He's still repping the things he was repping on the flop. Is he, he now can have King Jack as well. Yep. He can have King Jack. I don't know. Queen 10, I no, guess. No, right. he's not check raising that. Right. So what is he repping? The queen doesn't change it's anything. It's just King Jack. That's all he adds. But, but he would continue with two pair hands because they're short enough that it's yeah. like, whatever. Like we're getting, If I have 10-7, like I'm not really getting away from this. No, I don't think so. So I might as well bet. Yeah. yeah. So he bets 800K. Okay. As Suzer, we now have showdown value. Hell yeah. Seems like a pretty clear call. Seems crazy to do anything but call here. And if we miss, we hope the guy checks. We check it back and we hope we win. We understand we probably lose, but we hope we win. What if, what if uh, the turn was the three of clubs and Lou bet 800K? Do you think Suzer should consider raising in that situation? I think he could consider it. How much money does he actually have? Or how much chips does he have back? Uh, let's coming see. into the turn. So he started with three point five, and he's put in. He's put in like eight hundred. In like one point five. One point five post flop, yeah, six eighty on the flop, eight hundred on the turn. Well, we're not talking oh, about oh, it. Right, no, we right, take right. away the no. So it's it's like yeah, he's put in like uh like nine hundred. Okay, nine thirty. Nine thirty. Yeah. Okay. Six eighty and two fifty. Okay. Cool. Um. So nine thirty, and he started with. Two point three point something Five, three point five. Okay, so he's got two and a half million. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we do have a good shove stack here in yeah. terms of like the right amount of fold equity. We again, our problem is if this guy has any value, he's not folding, right? Yeah. The guy who check true. raises and continues, and then all we his value. We have less equity than we would have had on the flop if we get called by that value because there's only one card to come. And we continue to block hearts. Yeah. I think we're just folding a lot on the turn. If uh, if we don't improve at all, oh, that's good for lose bet. Yeah, if you can bet eight hundred k and fold out like two random hearts. That is really good. The problem is any any big hearts has a uh, Broadway gut shot with it and is not folding. But because mm-hmm. there aren't that on, many of those, on the button, so we could have a lot of other hearts too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that you're right. That makes this bet a little better. I think. Do you agree though? Like, if a three of clubs comes, that's a fold. He bets eight hundred. I think so. We have two and a half million back. I yeah. mean. And we don't even have the nut flush draw. It's the second nut flush like, draw. What if we can't call off a third of our stack here, hoping to hit a 20 percenter? So it's move in or fold. Yeah. And then mostly it's fold. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. But with the queen of diamonds coming now, we can beat some oh, bluffs. Yeah. And we can improve to beat some of the other hands that we were losing to without hitting a heart sometimes. Absolutely. We, now, when we hit the queen, it feels like we just have to call. Yeah. And that's what Suzer does. Yeah. Pot is now 3.64 million. Okay. The river is the four of hearts. Hey, now. It's good for Suzor. Suzor made the second nut. So Suzor is putting his money in one way or the other. 
Yeah. The question is, should Lou put the money in? Is this a good time to bluff? I have an opinion on that. I would like to hear it. My opinion is, do it. <laughs> put the damn money in. It feels like a great time to bluff. He does have the nine of hearts in his hand. That helps block flushes. That's, That's really nice. good. Uh, we could really reasonably fold out hands that we're holding on. Most of the hands that are holding on, we can fold oh, any out. any weak ace is really going to consider folding unless they have a strong read on us or think we're a maniac. I agree. I mean, it seems like a very clear fold. But I guess if he had like ace-king with the king of hearts, he might sit there and be like, maybe I can call with this because yeah. I block. But maybe I fold anyway because it's a rough spot, you know? Um, I think this is such a clear shove because... As Lou, we, it feels like we have more hearts than our opponent. Our opponent might have played hearts more aggressively at, at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely might play a flush draw just like this. Look, we played a straight draw like this. Yeah. Like It all feels like it fits really well. That guy's supposed to have like an ace he's holding on with. We just made our draw. Get the hell out of my pot. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And Lou does go for it. Yeah, good. Unfortunately for Does him. it work? Does he? F- no. Suzer has the second nuts and decides that's good enough to call. Does he think? Not really. I mean, he... Pauses for a second oh. and like he does the thing to kind of look like in case he's in case he's beat to look kind of cool. I think <laughs> it's like mostly <laughs> what that's for. It's the like, well, I guess if you got it, you got it. Yeah, I mean, throw the chip in. Yeah, you obviously you have fifteen blinds left in your stack. You're not folding the second nuts here. Of course not. Right. Or yeah. really, almost any other. So this was a bit unfortunate for Lou. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about how he played the hand overall. I think the the aggression on the flop is questionable because of the range disadvantage. Yep. And I guess since our opponent can have hearts sometimes, maybe the turn bet is okay, but we do have a heart in our hand, which isn't, makes it a little worse, less hearts for our opponent to have. I don't know. I don't know if maybe we should be giving up on the turn or check raising all. I think maybe a check raise all in on the turn is better against hearts. And when he doesn't have hearts, he's not folding anyway. So maybe it's better to go for a, ch- to go for a check, check raising when the guy bets because he's going to check back of, his made hands. Too afraid of all the check backs ruining our chance to win the hand. I don't know if we win the hand anyway, though. Yeah. The hands that he's checking back with, he's probably calling with, like, a lot. Maybe not always, but well, a those lot. Well, ha- those hands probably fold the river if, when Lou takes this line that he didn't take. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I like Lou going for it on the river. But we can bet the river anyway, and they probably fold the river anyway when we goes check, check, and then we bet the river. You know what I mean? Now, we win a smaller pot, but okay. It gives us a much less, less of a chance for it to work, though, because if you're sitting there and you're a Suzer, you're like, wouldn't this guy just keep betting his flush draws on the turn? I mean, not necessarily when you're as short as you are and you just call the raise. You're going to check fold your flush draws? No, you think you're check raising all in and you're trying to uh, avoid it, which is what we're trying to do with our gut shot straight, our, our straight draw too. We're trying to check raise all in. We're not, trying to go, we're not trying for it to go to check check on the turn. But I think we get more fold equity. We fold out some of the hands that are going to hold on otherwise. I just don't know how many hands Suzar has that actually bet the turn. That is a problem. Well, he might bet his bluffs. He may, bet, he may semi-bluff, which are the hands that can fold. That's well, what I'm what saying. Are his, what are his semi-bluffs? Hearts. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has Jack-9 also. If he has exactly Jack-9 also, there you I go. he's folding Jack-9 on the flop. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely is. Um, Jack-9 or hearts? Well, we have the nine of hearts as Lou. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else we want to... No. So, I so I, in the end, Suzor got second and Lou got sixth. So yeah. Lou, so Lou managed to recover from this and be okay, get sixth. But Suzor, once again, cannot close the deal. He just continues to I do mean, very well. He ended up also making a deal... Um, with the eventual winner where they basically split second and first money almost right down the middle. So he actually got almost 1.3 million euros. So I'm sure he's very pleased. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm bound to leave him so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.